beautiful people welcome back to the black and blooming podcast a safe space where black women are encouraged to live life instead of just surviving it i'm your host dahlia J, a a midwesterner turned west coast gal with the mission to bring others together this week i have another special guest someone who i actually know personally and her name is caprice young so caprice is an equity and diversity specialist but she is also one of the co-founders of shades of queening a nonprofit that focuses on uplifting, empowering, and supporting Black women in the Northern Nevada community. Because in case you didn't know, we live in Nevada. <laughs> um, so Caprice, go ahead and share a little bit about, you know, your current role as an equity and diversity specialist and some more information about Shades of Cleaning. Yes, thank you so much, Dahlia, for having me. Um, I am an equity and diversity specialist for the school district here. I get to be involved with all of the kiddos. I get to help out our teachers, support our families, so it's great. Um, and then when I'm not doing that, I get to also be the co-founder of Shades of Cleaning. And for me, you know, it's near and dear to my heart. It's my brainchild, but uh, it just means a lot, you know, growing up <clears throat> and living in Reno, you don't always see people who look like you, who you can relate to and things of that nature. So having like creating Shades of Cleaning, it was like almost like in a selfish way. It was like, I need this, but I know if I need this and I'm from Reno, like everybody else probably needs this too. So, and it was really important because I was able to reflect on my childhood and as I'm becoming this more developed adult, you know, really seeing like how important it is at every stage of life to have a tribe, to have some support, and then also to be that supporter um, or support system for others. So I was like, okay, Caprice, like you can't not do something, you know, so it turned into what was supposed to be a brunch that myself and Jasmine Fisher planned at 3 a.m., on my couch <laughs> turned into a whole nonprofit. Like we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into, but we're glad to still be here today to be expanding. You know, we're going to be hosting a mixer on February 10th so that we can get some more people involved. It's like, all right, we're about to hit a five-year mark. Um, and so it's kind—it's of, time for us to, to really start expanding, to opening up the doors and allowing others to come in too. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, I did briefly see your post and mm-hmm. I did not get to see what it was because I was going on Instagram with a purpose. And I was like, I'm going to get on there and get off. Um, yes. So I will definitely be looking into that and sharing with all my Reno friends because I no longer live in Reno. But I still know people yes. who are there. Um, so I kind of want to share how I met Caprice. So to be honest, we've kind of had this conversation before. I don't really necessarily remember the exact moment when we met. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> but I... I think we met at the center. Like, I feel like that's where probably. we met, like, my freshman year. Probably. Because it was probably one of those times where I was, like, talking to Jody or something. Mm-hmm. And you probably came in or, you know, you were doing something. So I'm pretty sure that's how we met. But I really cannot yeah. recall. But um, I've known Caprice for, like, a couple of years now. And I'm actually friends with her cousin, yeah, y'all, mm-hmm. y'all are considered cousins, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I'm actually friends with her cousin, Janessa. Shout out to Janessa if you're listening. But um, that's kind of how we met. And I heard about Shades of Queening, but being a, f- a full-time college student, I really wasn't able to get involved the way that I wanted to be. So, but I have like seen the things that you all have done and put on and how involved you've been, especially in the Reno community and even at the university. So 
That's thank why you're here. you. Of thank course. You. <laughs> um, so I know you said that you and Jasmine kind of were like, oh, you know, at 3 a.m. y'all were like, thinking about brunch but can you get a little bit more into detail with like how did shades of cleaning come about and like what was something in you that was like this is what the northern nevada community needs yeah you know i mean for us we just i think really what the breaking point was is like we were trying to figure out how many people to invite to this brunch and it seemed like we were like having to negotiate who was going to come and why they would come and it's like this shouldn't be a limited space like this shouldn't just be for people who get an invite we all need the support we all need the love um and stuff so for for us it was just like yeah we can do a brunch but let's do it in a different capacity you know like let's do it to somewhere where more people know about us and why we're coming in and they can choose to come um and so that was really important for us but you know it doing something on a larger scale meant that we could have consistency we could continue to relate to people who were listening we could or who were like wanting to just have conversations or to be around you know we do so many things within shades of cleaning whether it's making vision boards um having our mother daughter brunches other social events um networking and just like listening and learning to each other it's 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 the it's how do I put this? I guess it's the intergenerational conversations that mean a lot because we don't just serve one age. We don't just serve one type of queen. We serve all types of queens. And so we're grateful that we can reflect. I reflect on my childhood all the time and I'm like, <clears throat> my family isn't from Reno. So the family that I do have are chosen, but it's like everybody doesn't get the chance to get exposed to that. Like, especially once I got to UNR, that's really when I started to be like, okay, like people don't have these pockets like I have. Like I'm inviting friends over for Thanksgiving or for Easter, one, because they don't have anywhere to go, but then they come and they're automatically family. Like my my uncles are their uncles. My mom is now their mom. And so it was just, it was just good to be able to not just have that for people like that were in my in-group, but for everybody in Reno. I really like that because as someone who grew up I know you said you weren't from Reno. You know, I'm originally from Illinois and I grew up in a really small town and it's like everyone pretty much kept to themselves. Like, yeah, you know, we would get together and, um, you know, have like different events together or whatever the case may be. And if there was a community event, but it's like when the holidays came around, you were with your family. And mm -hmm. I think that the vibe is very much similar in Vegas as well. Like, you ask people what they're doing for the holidays. Oh, I'm, I'm going with my family. Like, you know, and it's like there are people out there who are far away from their families or can't mm -hmm. go home for the holidays, you know. So I think that it's really important that you're building that space where it's like you can have that community, even if, you know, your mom, your aunt, your uncle, whoever doesn't live in Reno, mm -hmm. they still know that they have a place to go. Yeah. So that's awesome. Thank you. Um. So what were some of the challenges that you faced when you were trying to get your nonprofit off the ground? Like, uh, were there systematic challenges or discrimination? Yes. <laughs> Ooh, well, um, let's get into it. 
let's get into it you know the the thing that we're like still dealing with and have always dealt with is like access to funds access to money i have a full-time job and so time as well so does everybody else that's a part of shades of cleaning um but like i don't know how to seek out grants i don't know how to write a grant like i don't I don't know all of these things. And then uh, we did recently apply for a grant, but we're denied. And I'm just like, well, this is a community reinvestment grant. So what else are you all reinvesting into the community if not the most disenfranchised people? Especially when you want to talk about COVID and who's been affected and the fact that some of this money was going to be going to um, running our, our uh, mentoring program. And it's like our kids have been the most affected. Suicide rates for adolescents are up. Mental health is down. Like it's it just doesn't make sense to me so it's like with us expanding with us having this mixer coming up we're really looking to find people that want to not just be a part of shades of cleaning but have the skills have the knowledge have the access to resources because we can't keep going on like this like we're gonna of course we're always gonna be there to build and support one another but how are we supposed to sustain spaces for us without funding for us Right. Oh my goodness. That's, that's really sad. And, uh, you know, a few thoughts come to mind that maybe I shouldn't publish online, but (laughs) it's just, it's a mess though. It's like you, you want to like say, oh my gosh, we need these things. We need these spaces. And when I say you, I mean like people in positions of power, people who have access to resources. And then when we reach out and say, hey, we need some money or hey, we need some support, you say, oh, well, we can, you know, give you a shout out. A shout out doesn't reserve space. A a shout out doesn't give us money. A shout out doesn't help Uh us to mentor kids, like, and to have time and all of these things. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, we can definitely okay. talk more about that after this episode, like, or set up a different time because I have kind of been on the discovery journey of like trying to look for grants myself. Okay. Um, so I have some online community recommendations for people who are like outside of okay. Reno, but that might be your best bet, like getting support yeah. and grants from something that's like national mm-hmm. rather than just local because. They don't want to see us prosper. They don't. don't. (laughs) Um, So I'm sorry you're going through that. And um, when you were kind of first starting this, or even today, like, do you ever feel like you're just not prepared or knowledgeable about some process? I know you kind of mentioned that, you know, like, you don't know much about, like, applying for grants and grant writing and all these different things. So can you kind of share more about that? Yeah, definitely. You know, I would say like my mom has been a big supporter um, in Shades of Cleaning from the beginning and she has a plethora of knowledge. So I'm like, anytime she lets me pick her brain or anytime she reviews a document, like, of course, I have um, the rest of our executive board, Jasmine and Shaquita, but it's like, we need somebody who does like something specific for a living, (laughs) you know, like, I don't, I don't know how to run a website. I don't know how to maintain social media. I want to dismantle my social media every other day like so to to be the one that is supposed to like I have a lot of responsibilities when it comes to this organization I like our website probably out to outdated y'all go look at shadesofcleaning.com but um it will be linked below (laughs) yes contact information is right but it's like 
aesthetically pleasing. I don't know. Listen, Canva may work and it works very well, but I think that my flyers could probably look better like advertising. I don't know how to do all of this stuff and post reels and, and all of these things. So it's a struggle. I'm like, I'm over here trying to do for an organization that I can't do for myself. So it's like, I'm doing good, but it's not easy. Right. No, and I think that's a common thing that so many women, especially women of color and black women feel when we're like trying to start something. It's like, you know, you like bounce the idea off of people. And I feel Mm -hmm. like in the beginning, people are there. They're willing to support. They want to show up. But then the more it goes on, the more you're trying to expand when Mm -hmm. you start needing like more resources, you start needing more time, more knowledge, more money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's when people are like, oh, no, I can't help you. Sorry. You know, and I think that it's definitely one of those things where it's like that's why it helps being and having these conversations and being in spaces where we can kind of talk about that because, you know, you may be looking at someone online and be like, oh, they've got their business in their mm-hmm. nonprofit or whatever they're doing laid out from A to Z. And then you talk to them and they're like, hey, this is actually where I've been struggling. So yeah. like, can we, you know, can I exactly. get some resources? Can I get some advice? And I really think that's an important conversation to have. I mean, yeah, always. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, if you were to ever start, like, do you have like a way for people to donate Yes, there is a donation button on the website. Um, And if it happens to not be working, because we're all, I'm not a professional, (laughs) uh, you can always email us at shadesofpointing at gmail.com and I can send you out our donation link from there as well. Okay, so we will be including that below in the description. So if you (laughs) feel compelled, you feel compelled to give, go ahead and donate, y'all. Thank Um, you, thank you. Of course. so why did you decide to stay in northern Nevada and like try to make a change there and build a community there instead of moving to a more diverse place? Because I just want to say this, like I know so many people, so many black people who are like they either grew up in Reno and they're like, I'm trying to get out of here mm-hmm. or they, you know, come from another place like Vegas or the Bay Area and they go to college, go to UNR and they're like, Ooh, after my four years are up, yep, I'm, I'm out. Like yeah. they I know someone who literally said that they left the day after graduation. I said, mm-hmm. Oh, you were in a hurry. Yes. Yeah, well, um, don't get me wrong, I'm definitely looking to leave Reno when the time is right. Um, but I was a teen mom. So being 16 and pregnant, I was 17 when I had my son. Um, that kind of threw a wrench in all of my plans. I was playing volleyball 365 days a year. My plans were to go to Dillard University and hopefully play for them. Um, so I was like, I'm going to go to the opposite end of the country. I'm going to go to a different time zone. I don't want to get stuck in Reno. Essentially, that was how I felt. When I found out I was pregnant, um, um, and deciding to keep my baby, it was just like, okay, Caprice, you gotta get a grip because this is what it's gonna look like for you, um, you know? And so that's really why I stayed. Um, but what's continued to keep me so far is the community that I've built, the support that I have, um, you know, finding myself and my voice. This community raised me. And so giving back, not just through Shades of Queening, but being the previous past president of the Northern Nevada Black Cultural Awareness Society and becoming this mentor to students, both in 
in high school, middle school, and in college. It's just like, that's kind of what's kept me. Um, and I wanted to give back. I want to give younger people a voice and stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, Reno is home. Reno raised me. Um, I just don't think that <laughs> Reno is where I'm going to live out the rest of my life you know not being with my son's father it's a little trickier as far as like what the moving process would look like but when the time comes like we'll deal with that bridge but until then i'm here reno you got me i'm yours <laughs> okay see um i'm always actually surprised to hear you say that you don't want to stay in reno forever because i just <laughs> knew i was like carice is gonna stay there forever and ever like you know so the fact that you're kind of just like yeah i'm looking into other places like that surprises me but i definitely understand because um you know for me personally reno just wasn't doing it, for me. <laughs> it wasn't i tried <laughs> I will say this, I wasn't one of the people who left right after graduation, but I stayed my six months, seven months after, yeah. and I was like, look, it's not giving, and yeah. I was miserable, and I just had to leave. So I think that for people who may still be wanting to give Reno a try or who mm -hmm. have grown up there, I feel like what you're doing and the space that you're in is allowing them to have like that outlet that is very, very much needed. Um, so I'm glad that you're still there and they still have you because they need somebody. They need someone to be there and help yeah. them and, you know, provide these safe spaces. Yeah. Um, so have you ever experienced imposter syndrome when you were like attending speaking events or, um, hosting events, uh, for Shades of Queening? Oh my gosh. Yes. I feel like I need a shirt that says this is what imposter syndrome looks like. <laughs> um, no, but honestly, yes, I have, you know, I, like I said, I was a teen mom. So a lot of the things that I view about myself, I, some, it stems around that or be like my age. Like I'm, I get told all the time, oh my gosh, you're so young. I am like, I'm 26. I have two degrees, a, a baby, a house, you know, like I have accomplished some things, but I am like, I sometimes don't think I am meant to be in certain spaces, no matter how many accolades people give me, how many applauses that I receive. I'm just like, no, I'm too young. Like there's going to be somebody else in the room that's like, she does not know what she's talking about. She does not know what she's doing. She needs to sit down and learn some more, which is true. We all have to learn, but I, I, I do, I, I question, like, I don't know if it's my worth, but I question just like, are you doing too much? Are you doing enough? Like, do you really know what you're talking about? Because it's just so many things that I've had up against me that kind of just make me question it. Okay. And are there like different ways that you try to combat these feelings? Because I want to say like, for you to have imposter syndrome, I've seen you speak, Caprice. I have seen you speak. And you own it. Like, even if you may be feeling on the inside, like, oh, maybe I don't really know everything about this. Mm. And they might be judging. You talk with conviction. And so oh. I just want to know, what are, how do you, like, combat that feeling to be able to yeah. still eloquently, like, talk and do your thing? Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Um, I, I think... 
I, it's about the people that I have around me for one. Like when I'm like at those low points, when I'm at those, like I'm preparing for a presentation or a speech, whatever the case or program, like I, I have to go to those people that I have in my corner. I have to go to my tribe to lift me up and tell me to get out of my head. Cause sometimes like I can't do it myself. Um, so it's just like, all right, like, let the people around you be the support system like that's what they're here for you know um so working with them um and then just reminding myself like affirmations like me and my son do affirmations on a daily basis like and i have to tell him like these aren't just for you i have mine that i do so i'm like you know i gotta hype my i gotta hype me if i don't hype me who gonna hype me right like Ooh, at the yes. end of the day like so I have to give my affirmations I have to remind myself that I wouldn't no one else will if you don't if you don't who will um but it's like I also tell myself who's in the like I wouldn't have been asked to be here if people didn't believe in me if people didn't know that I could do it so it's like you're here like if you didn't get here, maybe that's when you question yourself, but you are here. You're here to present. You're here to speak. Some, and you've been invited into these places, like not just when I'm putting on my own events, but it's like, remember, they sent you the invitation. So why are you questioning if, if you're meant to be here? Oh, I love that. They sent you the invitation. So you're meant to be there. Yes. I, I also like what you said about affirmations because I don't do them. It wasn't something that I was like raised doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's definitely something that I want to implement more into my year this year because I definitely feel that imposter syndrome, especially, you know, I've definitely been in spaces where it's like, I don't think people do it on purpose. Well, sometimes they do, sometimes they Mm -hmm. don't. But like some people, you'll be kind of leading and someone will cut in and they'll be Mm -hmm. like, well, actually, I read blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, I feel like there was a better way you could have gone about, (laughs) you know, Um, because I think that in sometimes, you know, intentionally or unintentionally, people want to like correct knowledge Mm -hmm. or make sure that what's going on or what's being said is correct. But in turn, they kind of like, undermine like Mm -hmm. your you know like your knowledge and your confidence in what you're talking about and saying yeah yeah it is like it's though at those moments like that's when I have to remember like I don't have to let them cut me in cut in like cut me off this is you're here to see me you're here to hear from me so thank you for your question or thank you for your thoughts let's wait until it's time for you to speak, you know, as black women, our voices are taken from us all the time. So I'm not letting nobody cut me off when it's my time to shine. You know, like that voice that I'm using to inspire is also the voice that I'm using to make sure you know whose space you're in um, and how this space will or will not be set. You know, like creating those boundaries. We talk about healthy boundaries and relationships and personal life, but did you create those professionally as well? Did you determine what you will and will not allow to happen to you, to be said about you um, and other things like that? So, you know, just using that voice to make sure, thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for your questions and your concerns, but we'll get to that when it's time. Ooh, I love that. You're like, I'm, I think the way you said about not letting them cut you off, is important Mm -hmm. because I feel like I've been in that situation where it's like I it's mine like Mm -hmm. I set this up you know sometimes it'll be my own event and it'll be people attending who are kind of just like 
oh, well, actually, I heard this. And it's like, you kind of just have to recoup mm-hmm. and, you know, push forward and be like, okay, well, thank you for your thoughts mm-hmm. moving forward, you know, because I've definitely been in that spot, like in the past before I got to where I am now, where I was just like, am I wrong? Like, I feel like, you know, a lot of times we start questioning our knowledge of things mm-hmm. like, oh, this person said the opposite of what I found or the research that I, you know, did. Yeah. So it's like, am I wrong? Did I come across the wrong research? And it's like, sometimes I will be questioning whether or not I'm wrong and I'm completely and fully right. Yeah. And this person over here who is just very much standing on what they said is like dead wrong. But because yeah. they stand on it so hard, mm-hmm. you know, you question whether you question or not everything. what you said is yep. correct. Yeah. Yeah, like definitely because, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just like, excuse me? Like, you know, like you get caught <laughs> off guard. Like, did you just, or it's like that and like getting cut off or like that white splaining or that man splaining. Oh my gosh. What we're yes. not going to do is this. Nope, not today. Not in this mm-hmm. space. <laughs> So um, I kind of wanted to ask, like, why do you feel like nonprofits such as Shades of Teens? I'm sorry. I'm going to (laughs) start. Why do you feel like nonprofits such as Shades of Queening are needed? Like, and not just in Northern Nevada. I mean, just like in general, because I know there's been talk about y'all expanding and Mm -hmm. all of that. So, yeah, I mean, I think like like one of our biggest purposes is, like I've said, is that intergenerational you know, like conversations and collaboration. We, as, I mean, I can only speak for Reno, but we have a very old soul in Reno. And I love my predecessors. I love um, our elders and stuff, but we have a hard time passing the torch. Um, And I think in society, it seems to be a trend as well. We, you have to pass that torch. If we're not sharing those things that got us through, if we're not sharing the lessons that we learned, we're only asking generations after us to perpetuate the cycle. We're only asking them to make the same mistakes that we did because we didn't share those knowledges. We gatekeep, you know, like, or we don't allow time to listen. And so in Shades of Queening, it's important that all of our generations feel loved. That's why we say we focus on young to wise. Our babies need love. Our grandmothers still need love and everybody in between. So yes, we may like delegate certain events or programming for a certain age group, but we want to also make sure that we have that collaborative time. I would say majority of the events that we do are multi-generational. We will modify whatever needs to be so that it can be fit for a baby to do. If we're painting, we're going to have some finger painting stuff for the kids to do. If we are um, having brunch, we're going to make sure that you don't have to have the the extra food. We're going to get you some pancakes, baby, <laughs> and we're going to get you some color and paper, and we're going to let you sit with the other kids and be around other people, um, but also hearing the conversations. We're also going to listen to our grandmother figures and say, hey, what, what, what do I need to know? You know, how do I not end up in a sticky situation? How do I not... Um, you know, allow myself to be so heartbroken? How do I see those red flags? What do I do with my money? How do I save money? You know, how how do I maintain my hair? How do I maintain my self-esteem? All of those things. You know, it's important that we have these conversations because anybody can say what they think, but it's like, if it doesn't come from somebody who you know, love and respect and has the same thing for you, 
it's how effective is it really going to be if you aren't hearing that from somebody you have that personal connection to? Ooh, I love that. True words have not been spoken. <laughs> that is it's so true what you said. Where it's like, you know, I feel like people have good advice all the time, but it's like when you when like you don't know if they have the best intentions or you don't know if they truly mm -hmm. care and love you, you're not going to listen to them. I personally yeah. don't because I'm like, who are you? I don't know you like that, you yeah. know, and it, you know, it can it can be daunting at times. So I'm glad that you're talking about this inter intergenerational, you know, mm -hmm. like conversations that are having because I feel like we need to have more of those because yeah. personally for me growing up, I... And I'm glad that it's coming from a space where you both, like, everyone's listening to each other. Because I mm -hmm. feel like everyone has something to learn. Yeah. Because um, growing up, I felt like there wasn't really conversations happening. Like, mm. I felt like a lot of, like, the elders in my family were always talking at me and not talking to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of those things where it kind of causes that divide because then you get to a certain point where you're like, well, I don't listen to you. You never listen to me. Exactly. And so I think that by you creating these conversations where it's like a discussion and it's like, they're talking to you and not mm -hmm. just talking at you and being like, well, this yeah. is what you need to do. A, B, C, and D. You're like, I feel like that makes it way more beneficial and yeah. more fruitful yeah definitely definitely it has to be a two-way street i kind of wanted to ask like do you have anything like new or exciting coming up you know i understand if you can't give me like all the details <laughs> but you know anything that you kind of just want people to know about with shades of cleaning um i would say just be ready to get involved like because this mixer is gonna give you all insight as to like how we kind of run shades of cleaning and with what aspects like we're looking for committee members now we're looking for people to chair committees because it's three of us y'all shades of cleaning doesn't do something every month but when we do something <laughs> it takes a lot of work um but we mm -hmm. also know that like passing the torch means that we also have to let people get involved like yes it's our baby um and it may be easier to work with three people rather than ten but we need it you know like this is it's time now like for those of y'all who have been around for a while you know that like we love having y'all around so now it's like who wants to really support us who has this passion as well to get involved to be a part of it because i'm not gonna run shades of cleaning forever <laughs> like and like i like i told y'all reno is not where i'm supposed to stay so if i leave who am i passing this torch to Who's the next mm. person who wants to recreate what they have been given? You know, like we got to pass the torch. We got to give people what we had and, you know, make sure that we keep this going on because Shades of Cleaning isn't going to die when I leave Reno. It needs to keep going. So this is kind of a side question since because you said I am not running this forever. <laughs> do you see yourself with like what you guys are working on for Shades of Queenie? Do you see yourself like trying to expand to wherever the next place you move to? Yes, most okay. definitely. Like I want this to be a full time nonprofit. Like so we have mm -hmm. chapters in other cities and states and stuff like that. Like I'm I'm gonna leave y'all here with with Shades of Queening headquarters, but I'm taking a piece, <laughs> and we're gonna have some the same things going on. Whatever that community needs, however I can support, you know, and make sure that 
shades of queening is shades of the United States. It's shade. I would had the chance to go to Africa. It's shades of everywhere. You know, like Ooh. we're not gonna be limited. That sounds so awesome. Honestly, when you said that, I just got this vision in my head. I'm like, ooh, I can see Caprice in Arizona. And I can see you, like, being in Arizona, you know, starting the chapter out there. Mm -hmm. Like, that would be, you know, not saying you're going to move to Arizona, but if you do, remember this conversation. (laughs) Definitely, definitely, wherever life takes me shade the cleaning will be there right behind Ooh, yes and um i guess my for one of my other questions is like for listeners who may be thinking about starting their own groups or nonprofits, like where would you mm-hmm. suggest that they start you know because i don't know if you know this but i started a women's group and Mm -hmm. a women's empowerment group here um, called Blossom You. And so there are some people that I know who are like in Arizona. There's one girl who's in Arizona. There's some people who are in Reno. There's some Mm -hmm. people who are in Illinois, just because they're all people that I know, but we're in different places. And then there's like a bunch of us who are actually here in Vegas and we're, you know, I'm planning like different meetups for us. Like Mm -hmm. we're doing a Galentine's Day brunch next weekend. And so I'm you know, I'm kind of starting and like, I don't really know what this is going to become. I just know that I have always wanted to create like a safe space for like black women and vulnerability, you know, because my um, group does focus more on like talking about experiences and all of that different kinds of stuff. And I realized that instead of me going to like 50 different spaces where none of this is happening, why don't I just create this space? And so I think that some of our listeners are probably thinking similar things. And so I, I kind of just want to know, like, where where would you say that people who are kind of in this planning phase or the beginnings who want to see it grow and flourish, like, where should they start? Uh, write it out. Write out your intentions, write out your plans, write out your purpose and keep it you know this is something that you should be able to reflect back to and ask yourself am i still doing what i plan to do in the beginning um and then also like figure out do you are you in this alone or do you have other people you know you don't want to throw your idea out to the world but ask a few close friends hey can i bounce something off of you how would y'all like to potentially be a part of this with me um do your research kind of see if there's other things out there that are similar that you can kind of pull and modify to the area that you're focused on and uh, you know uh just stay true like i said really staying true and staying grounded in what your purpose was because it's so easy to say okay i'm gonna start one thing and then by the time you're done with it it was nothing of what you planned for it to be so keep that keep that in mind, you know, staying true to your purpose um, and then starting to branch out slowly, but utilize resources that you have. A lot of the things that we do, we do in collaboration with other organizations or other nonprofits. So we're not paying for um, we're not paying for a lot of our um, spaces that we're in. We're partnering with the university and doing things with the center. We're partnering with other nonprofits who have already been established for a while. So that way we're not, we don't have to pay for everything. Also as a nonprofit, you get those perks. People are like, yep, I'm going to write this one off all my taxes. Um, But collaborate. You're not, it's not a, it's not a you thing. It's a we thing. Ooh, I like that. 
I feel like a lot of times we get in this headspace where we're like, it's just me. I have to figure everything out. I have to have everything, you know, planned out. You know, I'm guilty of like, oh, I have to do everything myself. Like, I'm just like, well, if I don't know how to do it, I'll just learn. But sometimes it's okay to just say, look, I don't know how to do this. Save yourself time, space, and money. And well, not even always money, like go and get somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> like, you know, and I feel like what you said, like kind of modeling it after, um, you know, other organizations and modifying it. I think that's also important because I think a lot of times we get in our head and we're like, oh, it has to be completely brand new. No one has can do what I've done before in order for it to be well received and supported when that's not necessarily true. Exactly. Um, so where are there any, I do want to ask, so for some of my listeners who may be in the Northern Nevada area, is there any way that they can get involved with Shades of Queening? Like what would you suggest, different ways that they can reach out to you, contact you, express interest, if they're interested in joining committees or anything of that sort? Um, yeah, we'll be putting out like a feedback form, kind of like an end of meeting event recap. And so on there, that's how you can fill out um, what committee you're interested in. We will end up uploading that also to the website. So if you weren't able to attend or maybe you want to support virtually, then you can fill it out on the website as well. And then maybe you're like, okay, taking on a committee isn't all that I'm ready for. Um, But yeah, so we will have um, a form that you can fill out if you are interested in any of the committees that we discuss about, and then we will upload that form onto the website, and so you can fill it out there. Oh yes, email us. Um, If you aren't able to make it to the mixer or you're like, hey, the link isn't working for the form, email us at shadesofqueening at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at shadesofqueening. Yes, I will have all of those things linked below. Um, So that way, if you are in Northern Nevada and interested in getting involved, or if you're someone somewhere else, and you want to donate, I will have everything linked below. um, So that way you guys can support and now I know how to donate. So bam <laughs> yes but what support comes in many ways financial uh, resources human resources will take it love that um were there any final comments or advice that you wanted to share with listeners of black and blooming or um, anything like that for today's episode um just you know find your voice discover who you are and stay true to it it's easier said than done i'm still figuring out exactly who I am and what I want to do with my life, but um, stay true to it and find people that help you to stay true to it, true to it as well. Um, because you can't, we're not in this world. We're not in this alone. We gotta, we gotta have somebody back there to support us. Um, and as we say, um, in Shades of Queening, stay blessed and stay queening. Thank you so much for having us today, Talia. Of course. Thank you for being on the show. Um, I will have all of the links included below for Caprice and Shades of Queening. So if you want to support, please, please, please make sure that you visit that description. It is your best friend. And I just wanted to say thank you all for listening to today's episode of Black and Blooming. Never miss an episode by following the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even leave a review. Um, Connect with me by following the show on Instagram at Black and Blooming Pod. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share with a friend and remember, live life as though you're already the woman you desire to be. Mm-hmm.